Welcome to Story Chats at Inspire Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. And I'm Valerie Comer. Joining us today is Hallie Bridgman. Hallie Bridgman is a best-selling Christian author who writes action-packed romantic suspense focusing on realistic characters who face real-world problems. Her work has been described as everything from refreshing to heart-stopping, exciting, and edgy. Thank you for joining us today, Hallie. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited to be here. All right, so I have to say you have this enormous bio on your website. So I just took like a little piece and I probably should have added because you weren't you weren't always romantic suspense. You also have been writing um, just straight romance as well. Is that correct? Contemporary romance? Yes. Yeah, yeah I have uh, two complete series, like 12 total books that are contemporary romance. That's what I was thinking. You had you had a lot. So <laughs> that deserves to be mentioned as well right so you've been yeah. you've been i do i have well around. they're not romance i have a world war ii series too yeah. oh you do that's right that's right okay yeah. you're all but over they're the just place. suspense they're not <laughs> <laughs> all right awesome so today we're talking about single moms in contemporary christian romance um they're a pretty popular trope i feel like you see single mom stuff all the time when you're browsing titles. And um, not just CCR, you see it in mainstream romance as well. The single mom seems to be a really exciting heroine uh, trope. So um, Hallie actually volunteered to talk single moms with us. And I thought it might be fun to know why, <laughs> Hallie, did the idea <laughs> of single moms appeal to you as something that you would come talk to us with? Well, I was a single mom. Um, well, I was a divorced mom. I wasn't a single mom. That's I a single mom. Had a sing I had singular <laughs> control of a child. Um, and I have written it into a couple of different stories in a couple of different ways. Uh, I've done it in a suspense and I've done it in a contemporary romance. And then I've done um, unplanned pregnancies a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Okay. So cool. it just felt like something that... Uh, inside Christian romance, it's handled a certain way and it just felt like something it would be fun to come talk about. Yeah, okay, yay. <laughs> and I agree and we're gonna talk about, I think some of uh, how Christian romance handles single moms for sure. Um, so let's do that. Let's talk generalities. Um, and, and so what is it that you see happening in Christian romance with single moms or I, I'm sort of just going to pass the microphone for people to wax poetically about um, single moms and, and feel free to chime in if you have a thought related to what someone else is saying. Um, sort of you, I sent out some ideas for where this could go. So, you know, um, what you're seeing, how it's handled, um, what you're maybe tired of seeing happen, uh, what you love about single moms. There's a whole gamut. So um, we'll start with Narelle. And you can pick one and we'll talk about it. <laughs> well, it's interesting. So I've actually never written a single mum book, which I didn't really think about until I was actually looking at it the other day. And um, it's not a trope that I go looking for, interestingly. And I really had to think about which ones I read. So I have a couple um, to talk about. And I think it's a lot of, so I mean, some of the criticisms you'll get about Christian romance is that it sets up unrealistic expectations mm -hmm. in some of the tropes. And I think if I look at my life from when I was younger all the way through to now, I've had someone close to me who's been a single mum and it's not necessarily a happy ending. So I kind of have a, 
it's really good when it is a good ending and something good happens, but that's not, it hasn't necessarily been my experience of watching what's happened in real life. So it's, it's an interesting um, trope for me. And I, I was thinking about the other reason I probably don't seek it out is, and this is probably very different to you guys. I think this is an Australian thing. It's that we've always had a very um, big social safety net for single parents. Not so good now, like they have to go to work and the, the kids are quite young and it's, it used to be a bit of a gravy train though when I was growing up. You could literally become a professional single mum and live off the government. And I grew up on the Northern beaches in Sydney and knew people whose mums basically just went to the beach and lived off the government and didn't actually work or didn't work very much. So I think that's kind of, I think your experiences is what you sort of bring to the topic. So I'm kind of a bit mixed on it. Like I really, I do love reading it, but um, I do sort of have that awareness that sometimes what happens in these stories is not necessarily real to life, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Valerie, what about you? One of the things that I really enjoy about it, I think, is that uh, yeah, it's, it's a character type, but there are so many tropes that you can use still with it. Um, you know, all the way from the, the secret baby on up, right? You can have never, never married, you can have widows, divorcees. Um, there's just, there's a, a wide range of characters that could find themselves in this situation, sometimes through their own action sometimes through like really no fault of their own kind of thing so I feel like it's it's a, a fertile ground for all kinds of of storylines so. all right Hallie what about you um I I was really digging into research on this because I wanted to see what else was out there and uh one thing that I discovered over and over and over again that seems to be like a very popular trope is that the it's always the baby's dad who is or the child's dad that is the romance mm -hmm. and that's kind of funny because I've done it like one of my books that was my that was my romance it was the secret baby it was the he didn't know he was a dad and and um one that I just read that was phenomenal it was so well done same thing he didn't know he was a dad mm -hmm. but um uh, I did one recently where she got pregnant and decided to keep the baby and uh and he they started dating during her pregnancy and when he found out that she was pregnant you know this moment of what his answer was I would I mean if she'd had a, a child I would have dated her it's not so what's the difference it's just I'm, she's carrying the baby now instead of three years from now or four years from now so um but it's interesting the one of the things that seems to be a lack is the divorced mom. Um, I think that, that Christian authors still kind of like carefully man maneuver through that because it's not, it was, it didn't used to not, it used to be something you weren't supposed to do. <laughs> I, and now, I, you know, we have the huge divorce rate inside the church. And so, you know, I've done the divorced mom. I've done the single mom. I've done the abandoned mom. Um, I wonder if, and I haven't, I didn't do any statistics or anything when I'm thinking it through though, real quick. Now, the divorced mom ones that I've seen almost inevitably end up being a reunion with the, the husband, the ex. Um, and I wonder if that's because in a Christian circle, 
we just expect that not only does the child get a father, but, and, but, you know, we have to restore the marriage because that is even better, but it's super unrealistic. Like if you, mm-hmm. if you got divorced from this person, there were probably reasons for that. Um, probably really <laughs> big reasons for that, you right, know, yeah. um, people don't, you know, there, there were reasons. So to have a reunion after divorce, I think, you got to really, you got to work out why they got divorced in the first place really well. Um, so, and I think that to me sort of, I've written a couple single moms. I always struggle with it because I do feel like of the tropes out there, they tend to have the more unrealistic expectations. Like in real life, the single moms I've known are like, I don't introduce anyone I'm dating to my child till we've been serious for a year. Um, Yeah, um, you know, I don't even necessarily let my child know that I'm dating until we've been out a couple times and I know that it's serious enough for them to know that this is something that's happening. You know, all of these sort of things that are set up to protect the child, to make sure that the child is not getting attached to someone who's in and out of their life, you know, and, and, and those are, I think, really good things, you know, because the, the mothers should be super concerned about their child and, and that's their number one priority. But, you know, in 60,000 words, you don't have time for that. So, so a lot of the times, you know, even in 80,000 words, you don't really have time for that. So your single mom books tend yeah. to be, you know, like, just sweep you off your feet. And of course I love your child. None of the struggle of like, you know, this is another man's child and am I really okay with that? And if the, if the father is at all still in their life, what does that look like? You know, um, the reality I think of dating as a single parent is way different than what we can realistically put in a book. So it's probably, yeah, it's not necessarily that sort of fun element, that sort of escapist element. I think it's the balance is really difficult. The balance between looking at what happens in real life. And as you said, the challenges of how do you introduce your child to someone, a new relationship, et cetera, versus actually having a fun romance. Like the romance arcs often very different. It can be a lot longer. So a lot of the CCL will often have a story arc where, it's usually resolved within 12 months. It's unusual for a book to probably go over 12 months in terms of a time span. Whereas if you're looking at a, a, like a real life single parent romance, it might, that 12 months, they've, they've, as you said, the child, the child might never ever meet the hero. And I don't think readers would, would take to that in the same way. So I think there's a lot of unique challenges and particularly with divorced mm-hmm. um, parents, that's always been my frustration with, sing, with single parents is it's always a widow or a widower mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. there's this acknowledgement that people don't get divorced or if they do get divorced they're destined to be single forever and can't have a second chance at love and right. I think over time that's changing I think that's a really good thing that we're actually seeing what was considered edgy in terms of divorce is becoming a bit more normal well, and we have, you know, the same divorce rate inside the church as outside of the church. And so you have mm-hmm. people who need to be ministered to in that way. Yeah. You just need to, there has to be a way to put it into a fictional story with the romance and the baby mm-hmm. and the child and 60,000 words and everyone is happy at the end. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah. did, uh, <laughs> I did, my divorce 
divorced, my divorced mom was abandoned because uh, it was also an autism story. So the dad can deal the fact that their son, his son was autistic. And so he just fled and left. And she was completely a single mom without the father in the picture because this was, you know, a 40,000 word novella. <laughs> I only had so much room. Yeah. And that was the easy way out. And sure. so, um, but I yeah, did make a divorce. And I think that was my first divorce character. And I had probably three or four very early reviews that criticized the fact that she was a Christian who was divorced. Really? And she's I have abandoned. a couple. Thought divorce. Yeah, I have a couple divorced characters who get those reviews as well, and they don't have kids. But even still, it's unless you paint the person who they were divorced from as this really horrible human being, where of course you got divorced from them. Well, um, a long time ago. A long time. Yeah, a right. long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's tough because Christian readers in general. Um, with those sorts of situations will say, oh, I bring me, bring on the edgy, bring on the realistic, that's what I want. And you give it to them and they're mm -hmm. like, not this, this is not, no, no, right. no, bring yeah. on the fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> I had a character, I had a character whose wife had numerous affairs openly and then I wanted them, I needed them to be separated and I couldn't divorce them. This was nine years ago, so it couldn't be done yet. So I skied her into a tree, pregnant with another man's child and killed her. And I thought, I've never once ever criticized that, not once. And then I write this abandoned mother and suddenly it's like this horrible thing. That's crazy, eh? It was crazy. <laughs> when I learned and it had to get a bad review on that one. I mean, I've got bad reviews, but not for yeah. that. Like, not that. Not for <laughs> when I look back at my catalog of pushing 40 books, I would have to stop and count and we don't have time for that. And I've had a few divorce characters, but it occurs to me that they've always been the man. Yep. And I, I ah. think I think so, without like going through title by right. title. Right. Um, and so yes, I've had some truly single moms who've never been married, and I've got a couple of widows in there. Um, but uh, that's interesting. I guess we'll have to <clears throat> have to look at that situation and, and redo it. But I agree, Elizabeth, with, with what you said. It's um, it's okay. It may be sort of okay if the other partner was like just a really horrible human being, mm -hmm. and there was abuse and, and 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 stuff. But some people actually apparently get divorced fairly amicably and pass. The, the children back and forth without anyone fearing for the children's lives and um and that then the perception would tend to be more well they should get back together even though really mm -hmm. if, if this is your best friend you're like no 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 actually you should not get back together <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was, yeah, Valerie, you raised what I was going to mention next is that the whole, um, the parenting orders, I mean, there's sometimes court cases, child custody battles, and some people can quite happily um, divorce and co-parent in a really functional way and in a way that is probably the best outcome for their kids. And you can't judge that from in real life, from outside of the relationship. If you're not in that relationship, you can't really say what's best or not because you don't really know what's going on behind closed doors. Mm. But um, I think the whole concept of, parent, of the whole sort of changing from one week on, one week off with parenting or every second weekend with dad, I mean, you just don't see that in Christian romance, but that's what actually will happen in real life. 
I did that recently, but we'll talk about that later. (laughs) I haven't gone up to that book yet. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing that I really enjoy about single mom um, romances is I love the kids. There's so much room there for all kinds of humor and interest. And you've got the whole gamut, right? From like babes in arms to teenagers. Um, There's so much room there for uh, all kinds of additional conflict, but also for bits of humor. Um, And then, yeah, it's, that's, a great addition, I think, to a story. Again, remembering yeah, that whole 55 I, to 60,000 words. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised how much I enjoyed writing a kid. Um, I It was like, like my fifth book and I and it was, she was just such a fun character to write. And then the autistic kid I wrote, you know, I just made him my son. And, and so that just, it was just a, like a labor of love to create him on page. I remember so, reading that um, one and, and I love writing seeing that yeah yeah definitely definitely the kids I think are what often will draw readers and writers to that trope the single parent because it's hard to work kids into your story otherwise <laughs> like unless they're from previous couples you know and they come in but then they're not in the spotlight as much so for sure that does the kids are fun I agree I agree kids and dogs Kids and dogs, exactly. You <laughs> exactly. can have dogs in any trope. Right, <laughs> right yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so let's go ahead it's and It's amazing dive. to me how often I see kids on the cover of a contemporary romance. It's fun yeah. to see. Yeah. yeah. Love Inspired is doing that more and more. Uh, fewer couples on the yeah, cover. I was thinking, I was more, picturing all the Love Inspired in my head. Yeah, yes. and more adult and child, mm-hmm. either the, the hero or the heroine. I've been seeing that trend lately and I'm like, hmm. And always it's twins. always twins, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not always, only Sometimes 90% of the time. <laughs> and 5% triplets, <laughs> sorry. Right. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the twins. All the twins, yeah. All right, so let's transition into some specific books and talk about some of our favorite um, single parents, not single parents, single mom. I had to, this was hard for me because I was going through all my favorite single parent books and like 90% of them are single dads. And I'm like, no moms, moms, single moms. <laughs> so um, so let's start with specific single mom books. And Hallie, did you have some? Let's start with you. To me, i sorry, you broke up. Oh, Hallie, let's, let's start with Hallie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So- one that I just read, and it was phenomenal. It was um, Becky Wade's Meant to Be Mine, mm-hmm. um, host of award-winning book. And the way that, it was one of those secret baby ones. And okay. so, and the, the male, the hero was like uber masculine. So his um, discovery of being a father was brilliant. It was brilliant. Like, I want to go back and and reread it and study how she did it because you could cool. the, the emotions were palpable mm. and that, one's um, on my and that was just I haven't got to it yet yeah no highly recommend really, okay really well done awesome yeah. and the daughter was incredible like how old <laughs> like is I she? want that kid I'm ready for her. uh five uh, that's a fun age <laughs> that's a fun age <laughs> and she's fun so cool with her cool. cowboy boots and yeah <laughs> Excellent. All right, uh, Valerie. Um, I found 
that a couple of the ones that I came up with were um, were foster moms. Hmm. Uh, so a different way to to get your single mom in. And one is Not Until Christmas Morning by Valerie M. Bodden. And I have mentioned this book a few times on the podcast before. But the um, the heroine, her name is Leah, decides that she really wants to take on a teenager in foster care. And so she gets Jackson, who is not really all that keen on having a single foster mom or being in foster care at all or people in general, um, anything, anyone. And so I just really love the way that Valerie um, balanced that back and forth between this, this foster mom and this teenage boy who she hadn't known growing up. Right. And I mean, he wasn't cute and cuddly and saying the cute winsome things. He was a little more brisk than that. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that's one of my favorites. When I started thinking about single moms, I went, ooh, how about a single foster mom? Narelle? Well, I, as I said, I had to go looking for books. So I started with looking at what you guys have written because there's like a hundred and something books to look at. So I thought that was a good place to start. Now, the, the story that I actually haven't finished it because I've run out of time this week. My week's gone a bit pear-shaped towards the end. But anyway, is Halle's book, um, Blizzard in the Bluegrass. Because I remember it was in one, it's in a box set, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's the first yeah. book in a box. So I had to go hunting for it. But I remember thinking, I need to read this book because um, the son is autistic. And so I have an autistic son. So I've, um, I'm probably about, I've just over halfway through and I just love it because I can just so relate as a mum to this gorgeous boy. He's just beautiful and he's eight and he has no filter and he just says what he thinks and he's, oh, I, it's just so true to life. And I think it's such a good book if you want to understand um, what it's like to parent um, a child with autism. I highly recommend looking at Halle's book. And it's a lovely Thank romance you. as well. Yeah. I've, yeah. I like that one as well. Yeah. So another thumb up. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Well, especially Excellent. coming from another autism mom, that's very cool that you're enjoying it because it could have gone either way. You could have been like, no, that's not what it's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, I suppose it's it's the relationship. I think that often with um, autistic kids, they'll have a de- what they call a dependent person. And so in a single mum situation, that's going to be the mum. But I really loved how her dad was there as well. So he had that male role model influence and it was just, it was, it was a really functional family setup um, before she actually meets the hero. So she doesn't, she's not looking to get married because she needs to change her life. It's she falls in love and it sort of naturally evolves sort of from friends to more. And I just thought that was beautiful. Excellent. Excellent. I chose um, A Sudden Spark by Lewin Ho. Um, and it's first, I love her Spark Brothers. All of her Spark Brothers are fabulous. Um, but this one is a marriage of convenience. Bria is a single mom and there are some custody issues happening. And it uh, becomes clear that she 
really needs to be in a stable relationship in order to maintain custody of her child. And so her best friend is like, well, then we'll get married and that'll be fine. So um, it's just kind of fun. It's probably not super high on the realistic scale, but it's, it's super fun. Um, And I liked, I just liked Bria, um, especially because she had totally friend zoned Brandon. Um, And so there's, there's that sort of chemistry issue on his side, but she's not feeling any of it. And so he has to really wear her down, um, which I think is kind of fun. So that was mine. Um, I think we have time to go around a second time if people have a second pick to share. Hallie? Um, I'm really bad with names. And okay. I- I'll Google TK it. Chapin. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> TK Chapin wrote, one about um, a woman whose sister goes to drug rehab and she gets custody of her two nephews. And so she's not only a single mom, she's like a single mom who didn't start with the infant and grow into that role. She just suddenly has two children. And he did a really good job of that. Um, There's so much struggle there. There's so much emotion and so much chaos and it was well portrayed. Okay. But I'm so bad. I'm really bad with names and I can't think. It's okay. I'll find it. I'll find it and put it in the show notes. <laughs> That's easy enough. All right. Hey, thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's totally good. Valerie, do you have a second one? I do. I'm going to go with another foster parent one. <laughs> this is not the foster care episode. This is single okay, well, episode. I'll keep, I'll keep my note for that one as well. Uh, you can pass. <laughs> I can tout some of my own if you'd rather. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Um, I recently read Saving Grace by Amy Anguish. And um, Michelle isn't a single mom in the traditional way, or even this, this, the foster mom. She's in an accident in which this couple is killed and the baby survives. And she feels mm. very compelled by this, by this baby. And even though the accident wasn't her fault, she still, there was, you know, like a third party involved in that. But her parents are foster parents and they are kind of semi-retired from fostering, but she talks them into taking on this baby. And she decides that she's going to um, adopt this baby because she just feels so strongly that they were brought together for a purpose. And this is another um, Friends to More romance. And I, I'm interested in the fact that it seems as if it's often the guy who holds the spark and the girl who's like completely oblivious. Uh, why would she wanna like fall in love with her best friend? Like this is normal. I, yeah, that's a whole nother topic as to how normal that is. But, <laughs> but he's- That's he's very tropish too. Isn't yeah. It? Well, yeah. So he's a, a youth pastor and he decides that he's gonna do whatever it takes to help her, even though he's not convinced it's the right thing for her to do, but because they're best friends and she feels so strongly about this baby that he will do whatever it takes, including marry her, if that's what will make this, um, this come together for her to adopt this baby. So there was just a few different tropes kind of landing on their head in that one. And uh, I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> All right, excellent. That's, it's loving in his way, Elizabeth. Oh, excellent. Look at you. Yeah. All right, Narelle, what about you? Take, just well, take me a second. I'm going to, I've actually been very good this episode. I'm actually staying right on topic without deviating. <laughs> I'm being very I'm good. Like other people. 
I'm not, but I'm not always good, so that's okay. I'll take the win on this one. Okay, so the book I'm going to talk about is um, Valerie Comer's Pinky Promise, which was when I was thinking about single parents that came to mind. And like you, I kept finding single dads. But Pinky Promise is one of the Riverbend novellas. Mm-hmm. I read it a while ago, and silly me, did not write a book recommendation and put it on my blog because that's how I usually find books to talk about <laughs> is I do a search <laughs> on my blog. Um, so I'm going to have to rectify that. Um, but it's a fun one because it's a single mom and a single dad and they have each have a six-year-old daughter and the daughters are best friends and they hatch this grand plan to match make their parents and it is just adorable and it is so fun and Valerie talks about how fun kids are I think she writes kids really well and I remember just loving these they were just adorable these girls yeah yeah they share a birthday and so they decide that means they're really twins yeah and I mean twins are sisters right I mean, we all know yeah. about twins, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Very fun. The twin trope. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, my second one is Low Country Hero by Lee Tobin McLean. And it's not technically CCR. It is um, sweet. And you talk about yeah, knee breaking so rules. <laughs> um, but it does have faith elements in it. It's sweet, yeah. clean. Um, and it she sneaks, she's tricky. She sneaks the faith in there. Um, pretty well for a mainstream Harlequin book. So, um, and it is their sweet clean. So it's not like the other Harlequin books. It's not those. It's good. <laughs> um, and I liked it because uh, this is a single mom who um, I don't believe she was ever married to the man, but she is abused and on the run with her five year old twin daughters. Um, twins. Yeah, more mm-hmm. twins. Um, <laughs> But, um, but so she's got a lot of scars and a lot of baggage. And I really feel like Lee does a good job handling, you know, it's not like suddenly this man makes everything okay. There's still scars and baggage to be worked through. Um, And that's, I like to see that, you know, where it's not just suddenly love fixes everything because it, it doesn't, (laughs) it doesn't, um, and so, so it's a really good one. And it's the start to a series. I, I enjoyed the whole series of, um, it's, it's just a trilogy, but um, it's a fun trilogy, I think. I enjoyed that one as well. Yeah. So, and that probably actually, we're probably a little bit close to over. So maybe, <laughs> maybe we should uh, take a quick minute for final single mom thoughts. If anybody has a final thought on single moms. I'm going to take a second to uh, to talk about my book, Give Me Another Chance, Cowboy, because we talked earlier about um, parents sharing custody and stuff and whether they get back together or not. And I realized a few months ago that I had never done that where the couple shares custody and then comes back together. So that was a really fun one to write because he has custody on the weekends. She has custody during the, the week. They're very hostile when they trade the child back and forth. And so it was, it was great fun to, to write that one. Mm-hmm. Five-year-old again. <laughs> Always with the five. I think that's, I think that's for age, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's fun. For the age. I, I asked my uh, reader group about single mom books and, and, and this consensus came back that they want to see more books where the mother isn't struggling like Mm -hmm. 
that she's set. She's not financially destitute. She doesn't need to have romance. She just wants, you know, she just is living her life and has a romance just like if she was not a single mom. And uh, I thought that was pretty profound. I just wrote one of those, um, but it, it'll be out this summer. <laughs> one of my billionaires, she's, well, I say it's one of my billionaires. She's not a billionaire yet, but she's working for it. So, but she's really, she's pretty set. Um, and he's like nine, so not a five-year-old. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, my, my single moms have all been professionals. Yeah. Um, just yeah. because I, yeah, that's how I, I don't know. I don't know well, why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of glad now though. <laughs> but that's also real to life now. Like, I mean, most women are working. Um, it's being a stay-at-home mom is not as common as it used to be primarily well in Australia anyway it's for financial reasons it can be quite unaffordable to do that and a lot of women do have their own financial resources and if you've had two people working and the relationship splits often there is enough money for both um, to have two households sort of it's like a household to split into two households and for everyone to be able to financially provide so I think that can actually be a reflection of real life and that's probably why the readers are asking for it because that can be quite a common experience as well absolutely all right great um thank you Hallie for hanging out with us this was super fun um and let everybody know where they can find you and your books uh you can find me at halliebridgman.com and Links to all my books are easily found on the website. Awesome. All right. We'll put a link in the show notes so that you can just click away and be there. (laughs) All right. Thank you everyone (laughs) for joining us at uh, Story Chats. You can find all the information you need at inspiromance.com slash story chats. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. And in the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.